the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, and uh, it is uh, someday. Boy, it's someday. We have uh, um, a lot to talk about. We have some great guests coming up in a few moments, uh, and uh, we'll talk about that and a lot more. But first... Uh, let me remind you, go to ProAmericaReport.com, uh, ProAmericaReport.com. This is the Pro America Report with Ed Martin. And when you get there, uh, you can sign up for the daily email, the daily email, the daily wink. It's called What You Need to Know. It'll come into your inbox at 8 a.m. East Coast, uh, 5 a.m. Pacific, and every time in between. Uh, and I hope you'll do that. Uh, we have a lot of folks connected that way. And if you got this morning's, um, if you got this morning's wink, uh, I was, um, I was up late last night and uh, made sure to take a look at the crazy indictment out of Georgia. And um, and I, I mentioned in the wink, that's what you got to look at. What you need to know is that uh, yet another indictment, um, this time by the D.A. of Fulton County, a rabidly pro uh, a Democrat um, um, district attorney. It's a mess. It's a real mess. They're all a mess. All these indictments are messy. They're disastrous for the prosecutors. If there was a real bar, if there was a real media, I mean, they would be disastrous. They're embarrassing. The practicalities of the Fulton County indictment was that they leaked it, I don't know, an hour before. Then they said, oh, that's not the real indictment. And then an hour later, now they've, by accounts, news accounts is that they've leaked the uh, names of the grand jury, which is against the law. I mean, it's just a disaster. It's just a disaster. All right. Anyway, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll have two great guests today. Sean Carney, our friend from 40 Days for Life, uh, will be on talking about RFK. And RFK spoke some truth about abortion and then realized he's a Democrat. You can't speak truth like that. And then Tom Trento. Tom, Tom Trento is a filmmaker who is beginning a docu-series with Tom Homan, the very well-respected law enforcement guy who ran ICE under Trump. And uh, so DefendTheBorder.org is their website. We'll talk with Tom Trento in a few moments. All right, so back to the news. What you need to know. Look, there's not a lot of original takes on this at this point. But I just want to point out to you, there is a certain way that you can look at these and you can see sort of an escalating level of absurdity. And I don't mean to be dismissive when I say this, but it will sound that way. You know, federal prosecutors are generally better lawyers. They're they're slicker, they're smarter, they're more trained, they have more resources. And as you get to the local prosecutors, it becomes more amateurish. Sometimes that's because the people who are 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 the the local district attorneys are actually amateurs. You know, they are not prosecutors for their full time job. They've been practicing law in some other way. They run for office. They're political types. But when you look at this Fulton County indictment, first of all, they they indicted like 17 people. It's insane. And then the claims basically he's being indicted for tweeting. Being indicted for talking about a TV show, being indicted. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy grand conspiracy. And yet, 
And yet, the absurdity of it is clearer and clearer, right? The federal indictments, they're at least sort of well done. They're they are sneaky. They're slick. Remember that one? One of the indictments, I think, of the Mar-a-Lago boxes was the whole thing was um, was the grand jury was impaneled in D.C., where you get a friendly treatment. And then all of the testimony was read into the record in Florida, which is where jurisdiction should be so that you can get the indictment. So, but my point is they're slick. They're slick. J- Jack Smith and his crew are slick. They know what they're doing. This DA in Fulton County, it's a disaster. It's a mess. And yet, you heard me say that a few times. And yet, here's the problem. There are at least two institutions in this country in our america that should be vehemently rejecting these indictments and vehemently protesting the fact that they're happening one is the bar the legal community should be saying what is this what's happening Why is this occurring? The legal community, instead of watching John Eastman, I was telling somebody this last night, John Eastman was not, I don't even, I don't even think I knew that he was any kind of right wing conservative. I think I knew he was one of those eggheads who was dean of a law school, Chapman University, and it's a more conservative one, that's true. But I don't think I knew anything. And make they make him sound like he's like a, a an absolute rabid right winger. It wasn't true. It's just not true. And yet they've been able to paint this guy as a bad guy. And again, where's the bar? Where's the bar? Where are the people who have have made it a calling to be defenders of the system, the Constitution, the rule of law, our justice system? Where are they? They should be protesting. They should be saying, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You can disagree with John Eastman. You can disagree with uh, um, Sidney Powell. You can think that their theories of a case are outside of the mainstream. That's not criminal. It's not criminal. You cannot criminalize opinions, especially when it comes to complicated issues around politics. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to watch, and it's stunning to me that the bar, the legal community, law professors, law professors are usually insulated. They have tenure. They they more they're more. They're, I don't mean the wrong way. They're they're more arrogant. Maybe they're more confident. You could say, and they usually can speak freely. Where are they? I mean, why are there not protests at law school saying, no, 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 you can't do that to a dean. You can't do that to a, a law. Jeff Clark got charged again. I mean, got indicted again. It's a crazy thing that's happening. It's just amazing to watch. And the second, and yet, and yet, the second, and yet, where's the media? I mean, even Fox News is just going along with this absurdity as if it's something that should be engaged. I mean, it should be, it should be either mocked or so abjectly, abjectly criticized that it would be almost a, uh, like a scathing, um, I hate to use the word indictment, a scathing treatment that would be like, you can't do this. Where is that? Honestly, we've conditioned ourselves to be in this crisis mode and Yet, it's working. And yet, it's working. 
no bar, no bar standing up, no legal community standing up, no media standing up. And here's the thing, back to this, what you need to know. It's working because I hear from people all the time. They say, I agree with Trump. I agree he didn't do anything, but I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I have told you for years now, it's not Trump derangement syndrome that's the threat to this country. It's Trump exhaustion syndrome. They are exhausting us, and, and you your mind begins to associate the exhaustion of all this attention with the candidate, with with Trump. And you know, you don't have to look closely at his his own uh, truth social, you know, his post. He said, you know, why why'd they wait two and a half years to do this? They couldn't have charged this sooner. And he says election interference feels like that. It feels like that. I don't have any proof, but it certainly feels like it. And we're watching it happen before our eyes. And we're watching this country more and more people. I, I, you know, someone said, if you're a lawyer, do you ever want to work for Trump? All the lawyers that work for Trump got indicted. Not all, but mo- most of them, many of them. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute uh, disgrace that we are here. It's an absolute disgrace that this is what's happening. And it's a monstrous, monstrous problem for our country. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. It's put us in a terrible, terrible position to deal with it. Uh, unbelievable. All right. We have got to take a break. Uh, we're we're going to come back. Uh, we've got Tom Trento, uh, the documentary filmmaker, and also Sean Carney. We'll catch up with both of them. Uh, Carney is going to break down what RFK Jr. said. He ch- he said he's pro-life at least a little bit, and then he was shouted down. I have, I've been pointing this out for years. There is a, a real, real problem, a, a kind of civil war percolating in the Democrat Party uh, on this issue of abortion and others. They, they will not tolerate any dissent. And so RFK Jr. said, you know, I think I would sign a, you know, a, a bill that bans some abortions. And he was immediately uh, told how to walk that back. And he's did. And he did to his uh, shame. I mean, I, you know, he's a politician now. He's not a he's not a uh, he's not a truth speaker because he's a politician. He's trying to run. So and then we'll talk with Tom Trento. I'm very interested to hear uh, about Tom Trento's uh, documentary and about what's happening at the border. Uh, he is chosen to popularize the border crisis through the use of the personality of Tom Homan, the uh, well-respected law enforcement guy, law enforcement uh, leader who for, I don't know, 25 years has been in the forefront of law enforcement and in the last uh, seven or eight years headed up uh, Donald Trump's ICE uh, immigration and customs enforcement and a very impressive guy. So we'll uh, we'll check that out. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, now becoming an old friend of mine, uh, Sean Carney. He's been a frequent guest the last uh, month or two, and he is, of course, the uh, CEO and the president of 40 Days for Life and uh, been a very helpful commentator out in the public uh, square on what's happening with abortion, what's happening with uh, the uh, uh, candidates and others and policy comments. So welcome back, Sean. How are you? 
Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're welcome. It's great to have you. So I, th- this is interesting to me, and we'll catch up on other stuff too, but um, it was uh, RFK Jr. who has re- has a sort of has had a boomlet of attention. People have been really interested in him. He, he, I think he spoke honestly about abortion and then realized he's a Democrat. He's running as a Democrat, so he had to uh, <laughs> to, to, to go backwards. Sean Carney's our guest. It's ca- at Carney Sean on Twitter. Uh, so what did you think about RFK Jr.? Walk us through what you saw. Well, I think he was following his nature, which he's kind of this. He's a Kennedy, so he's sort of a, a rebellious Democrat. He speaks his mind, and then he quickly learned you can no longer do that and be a Democrat. You must <laughs> follow uh, and you know bow at the altar of their ultimate sacrament, which is abortion through all forty weeks. And so, you this is this is a problem too for 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 their for them as a political party. They have abortion as as part of their platform. They're not they don't hide it, but. It has become 40 weeks and denying care to a baby girl who survives an abortion, which is infanticide. And if you don't fall in line, there is no pro-choice for normal people, Democrat. You, you can't you can't have any kind of of compromise at all. And he learned that the hard way. And so um, it was not surprising. Uh, but this is this is where they are. And I think what he did is really good for for pro-life candidates because it shows uh the consistency that we need to strive for uh we're talking with again sean carney the president ceo of 40 days for life and um you know sean you said something there it's good for uh pro-life candidates it's good to see what's happening i in the democrat primary i mean this is just an observation and i ask for your thoughts i don't think you as long as you get back to the right position and swear allegiance to it, I don't think you pay much of a price. Do you? No, you don't. You don't at all. And, you know, what's disappointing about RFK is that he seemed like he was going to be the rebel on a lot of these issues. I mean, he's out criticizing vaccines. He's out, he's out right. there going, we don't know what he believes, but it's fun to listen to. It's great right. uh, because it's it's different and it's refreshing. It's like a Democratic version of Trump back in 2016, you know, where you're like, hey, this is I've had those conversations in my living room, and I think I agree with this guy. And the problem is he he fell in line with that. I mean, why can't he look into the camera and say, I just I just don't buy that most Democrats want a baby to die five minutes before he or she is born. Like, well, what's wrong with us? We're not North Korea. We're not China. And I think that would go a long way just to merely question it. Um, But he he. You look post row, you better fall in line with abortion on demand, taxpayer funded abortion, infanticide and abortion through all 40 weeks or they'll crucify you. And that's exactly what they did to him. Uh, Sean, Sean Carney, again, is our guest, uh, 40daysforlife.com. He heads that organization, 40daysforlife.com. Um, Sean, I, I remembered and I went and found it. You, you wrote a book, um, uh, what to say when um and how a guide to discussing abortion um now i think yeah it did it came out before um dobbs so there's probably need, you need up you need to update the book now uh, but 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 i i wonder in terms of um at this moment wh- whether candidates learn what what do you do with the whole sort of roiling debate where you get people who say, well, 30 weeks is good enough for 15 weeks and six weeks and all. And then a whole bunch of people that say, wait, I thought it was a life. How, how do you how do you navigate your way through um, that? Because the media is so rabid about making it uh, difficult. 
Yeah, I, I think we can look at look at those arguments and, and, and Democrats or whoever is, is pushing. Well, what about 30 weeks? What about 22? And just step back and say, well, well, who cares? I mean, why? why what's wrong with abortion? Why can't we just abort a baby because we want to? Doesn't matter if they're black or white or disabled <laughs> or like what's wrong with we don't do this with legitimate health care. We don't talk about when to have your knee surgery. Maybe it's morally wrong if you wait too long. You know, children are not mutual funds. We don't get more human dignity with time or value with time. We we don't grow into dignity. We just are. And I think the the playing God and ignoring science it's it's a full time job. Some people say 22 weeks. Some people say 35 weeks. Some people say 12 weeks. Some people say six weeks because of the heartbeat. So w- what are we doing? We're just basing it on our whim or our opinion that day. And that's why we have a constitution. That's why our laws should reflect the accuracy of science, which is life begins at conception. And if if you're going to do anything to it after that, if you're going to kill it or snuff it out after that, it's going to be a full time job justifying why you're doing it at that moment and not another moment. Mm-hmm. And that's why we see the radical inconsistencies on on the other side of when can I sleep at night and abort the baby? And they don't have an answer for that. Uh, Sean Carney, again, is our guest, president and CEO of 40 Days for Life at Carney Sean on Twitter, S-H-A-W-N, in case you're spelling Sean incorrectly, at least according to Sean's uh, mother. Um, hey, yeah. uh, <laughs> what, what, how do you respond, Sean, to... The uh, onslaught again. You're someone who uh, you know cares a lot about language, understanding what is happening to us. After the Ohio vote a few days ago, which was about uh, um, whether uh, the Ohio citizens should be able to amend their constitution by a vote of the people, whether that's 50 percent plus one or I think 60 or 66 percent, whatever it was. And yet the coverage of it has been, aha, uh, nobody wants to talk about abortion. Uh, Everybody that's pro-life is really wrong on this. You know, the reversal of Roe v. Wade is a disaster. How are you navigating that? I I mean, you, you and I both know, I mean, I'm in that same space. We hear it a lot from regular people they're like yeah you know we just we can't talk about that right now because it's too it's too motivating for suburban moms or something it's it's really been a media onslaught yeah there's really been a turning on suburban moms the last year <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean these these are now like monsters that want abortion <laughs> in, in 38 weeks and i don't know i know a lot of suburban moms and I, they're very nice people <laughs> they, right, and right. they all have little kids and kids so i don't know what happened to them they got the bad rap but um You know, it's not that I think that there are wussy Republicans who aren't able to articulate it or who just um, uh, are scared to. Um, But I think that the other side is the opposite. They don't want to deal with abortion. It's much deeper. They have rested under the cloak of Roe and the comfort of Roe, and that is now gone. And they can no longer look into the camera and say, you know, I I uphold Roe v. Wade and I support a woman's right to choose. And the issue moves on. And that's what we've had in American politics for 50 years. And that's gone. Now you have to actually discuss abortion. And they are very ill-equipped to do so. Um, So these inconsistencies aren't lasting. Ohio says you are recognized under the law or you aren't recognized under the law. But in Texas and Florida and Tennessee and Alabama, you are recognized under the law. So America is now divided on who's a person worthy of living 
and who's not second time we've been divided on on uh dehumanizing a segment of our population by the way and so i don't think the state to state model it's highlighting the inconsistencies it's highlighting what i think will lead uh to to some kind of federal law or federal abortion ban because we just can't live in this schizophrenic existence where we do surgeries on unborn children and at the same time say, well, we can also just dismember them. And it's 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 either or it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Sean Carney, I just got a minute left, but and I don't want to take the time uh, ranting myself. So I'll ask it quick. One of the things about 40 days for life is the starting point is the 40 days part and all is prayer. I mean, you know, this is a, a there's going to be changes in laws, but we need changes in how we're all working on this feeling. Right. Absolutely. And we're seeing that. That's one of the reasons the pro-life movement is is built to last. It's strong in the grassroots and 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 it focuses on hearts and minds. And no one grows up wanting an abortion. No one grows right. up wanting to work in the abortion industry. And and that's why this, this will prevail. This will prevail. It's not 1973. It's 2023. We have the science. We have the technology. We have the medical capacity. It's amazing what we can do for the unborn. And we can continue to psych ourselves out and say they're not people. But that's not a lasting model. Yeah. All right. Sean Carney, thankfully, we have uh, guys like you at uh, 40 Days for Life and all your team uh, working on this uh, stuff. So thanks for being with us. We'll talk again very soon. Okay, appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, yep. Sean Carney, everybody. Again, I'll put up on social media a link to his analysis on uh, RFK Jr.'s flip-flop and others. Uh, We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Been looking forward to speaking to our next guest. I get his stuff all the time. I've read his stuff. I watch his stuff. He's uh, Tom Trento. He's the CEO of Defend the Border. If you go to defendtheborder.org, you can see all about uh, the work that he's done. There's lots of resources there. Um, he has recently completed... Death County and the River of Broken Dreams. I like this a lot because it's the first of 10 episodes, 10 TV episodes uh, about uh, uh, Tom Homan. Um, and Tom Homan is, uh, was the uh, director of immigration and customs uh, uh, enforcement under President Trump. He's an extraordinary guy. And so, first of all, welcome, Tom Trento. How are you? Hey, Ed, great to be here. You're doing wonderful work, carrying on a legacy for sure. Well, you're nice to say thank you. But so, Tom... You know, you're a communicator, you're a movie maker, you're, uh, you know, you have to have a vision. I could call you a visionary, but I don't mean to be sort of blowing smoke. But I mean, you have to have a vision to try to communicate to people. How have you had to adjust that in the modern moment? It's easy to say short attention span or something like that, you know, dramatic uh, tension or whatever. But I know as a practical matter, you've got to, uh, you know, you're a guy who knows words. I mean, even your background in, in, uh, in theology, you know, the word was made flesh. I mean, words. And so how have you had to adjust to this moment? Uh, That's very, very interesting. Um, Yeah. I'm a, a, a trained apologist, Christian apologist, yeah. my friend Moody yep. in Denver. But I was uh, influenced tremendously by Francis Schaeffer, mm. who was using 16 millimeter film back in the uh, 70s and 80s. <laughs> wow. And I said, you know what? You, you've got to communicate difficult ideas uh, visually to people. So that's what we're doing. But the problem, Ed, since the 70s and, and 80s, the um, the worldview of half of America has gone down the toilet to a, right. a near 
Marxist view, and you can't you can't tell these people anything. Yeah. Unbelievable to communicate, but we got to keep trying. No, that's exactly. I mean, that's part of the problem, right? I mean, part of the problem is people are in their silo, and you don't—they don't even give you a chance to break them out of the silo. I mean, sometimes we're in our own silos too, and we have to find our way out. I think conservatives tend to be more willing to get outside of of the silos. You know, that we—I we, think most conservatives see what CNN is talking about. I'm not sure that liberals who watch CNN ever see what Newsmax or One America News or Fox is talking about. How about at the border, though? I mean, you know, Tom, we're talking with Tom Trento. And again, his website is uh, defendtheborder.org. You can learn a ton there about the, the, uh, this docu or this uh, episodic TV series, but also just about in general about these issues. But, um, Tom, the border. It's got everything. I mean, it's got everything. It's got sex trafficking. It's got violence. It's got lawlessness. It's got mixed races. It's got women and men. It's got water. It's got everything. And yet the mainstream media and the popular sort of culture, I, they're just looking away. And 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 I'm my goodness, they've been able to get us to look away. That's the ultimate train wreck in America. And and usually you want to rubberneck and look at it. And and somehow they've been able to keep us away. I, how strange is this? Yeah. Well, taking the point you just made about the um, the uh, complex variety of issues. And when those are turned toward evil, they become destructive on a human level and on a national level. Two years ago, we looked at that and we said, "Okay, how do we wake people up? Let's do it with uh, with media. Let's get a guy. We met Tom Holman, very humble man. He rose from being a beat cop uh, then on the border to the head of ICE. Uh, he he worked for Reagan. He worked for Reagan mm-hmm. and six presidents. Obama gave him an award. Trump gave him an award. He and Trump sealed the border in 2017 and 18. So we take him down on the Texas border, and he has a sidearm and a cowboy hat and all the stuff you just talked about, the illegals coming across, the child trafficking. We weave our way through all of that, and we make a 45-minute um, investigative report showing how Joe Biden's administration came and undid, reversed everything. Why? 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 Two reasons. Number one, they are neo-globalists in the true Marxist sense of the word, where Karl Marx said, no private ownership. That's extrapolated for a country not to own itself so it can't have borders, number one. Number two, this whole influx of five million people at five million since President Biden got elected, 90% of whom do not legally qualify for asylum. This is nothing other than a massive Democrat voter registration campaign. Oh, we're talking again with Tom Trento and, and uh, DefendTheBorder.org. You can go there and check out all of his work there. He's a CEO of that organization. It's a 501c3 nonprofit um, and uh, especially focused, uh, obviously, on the border crisis, but also the grassroots uh, leadership, how you get things moving. Um, Tom, I, I, I think I know the answer, but the, the you know, the solution to this is likely a, a national election? I mean, you know, you want to say, oh, can't there be an attorney general, a state attorney general? Couldn't the governor here or there? Couldn't something? It 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 feels and looks like it's a national election issue, and we got to wait for that. Is that the only hope? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yes. Here's where it gets a little dark. The short answer is yes. Uh, we are a rule of law nation, 
except when it comes to the border and the people <laughs> on the other side. Right. But following the rule of law, and we have to we have to play fairly. We conservatives um, Tuesday, November 5th, 2024. That's when we get our team at defendtheborder.org gets a pass or fail grade. We need to elect a president who will secure the border. And when we talk about secure the border, we're talking about saving lives There's a humane component to this. But here's where it gets dark. If we cannot elect pro-border security uh, politicians statewide and federally, and the current administration continues, they're going to massively open up the border. And the sheriffs on the southern border are not going to put up with it. And we're going to have a dark day when the federal government's going to pit itself against state representation, law enforcement representation, and people, almost akin to when the Democrats uh, were trying to keep you know, blacks out of schools, all of that stuff. There's going to be a showdown on the southern border if we don't do this by an election. And uh, they're not going to put up with it, the people down on the border. It is illegal. It's treasonous. And if we can't roll out enough people in November 2024, maybe we deserve what will happen Mm. to us if we can't vote intelligently. We're talking with Tom Trento. He's the CEO of Defend the Border, and he has recently uh, launched uh, the first of 10 episodes. It's called Death County and the River of Broken Dreams, sort of starring uh, and uh, featuring Tom Homan, a nationally known expert on law enforcement as well as on ICE. Uh, Tom, you, 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 that was dark, um, but, but be optimistic now. I mean, the, the reality is, uh, you're communicating this message and I encourage people to go to defendtheborder.org and watch this first episode, then support the work that, uh, Tom is doing. But when you, when you get people paying attention, when you get them to see it, they start to move into the right understanding, right? I mean, part of this is, it, you know, we wish you could wave a magic wand and you could do, I hate to say it to you because you're a filmmaker and I'm sure you look at it and go, wow, the sound of freedom experienced a once in, you know, that's a, what is it? A, a, a black unicorn, a purple unicorn. I mean, that was a once in a, but what you're doing is every day, if 10 more people watch the movie and watch this documentary and say, Hey, what about that? And think about it. You're, we're going to slowly, methodically, seriously change the hearts and minds, right? That's the point. Absolutely. In fact, we we synthesize it by saying we have a man, Tom Holman. We mm-hmm. have a movie right now, Death County and the River of Broken Dreams. That's the first episode. Right. And we're creating a movement using the media, social media, mass media, and our grassroots organization capability to train people to participate in the, the political process, you know, from an educational point of view, right. to vote intelligently. So it's a very comprehensive campaign. Well, hey, th- listen, Tom, again, uh, w- if people want to get involved, can they show that episode? Is it is it uh, uh, behind a paywall or anything? How did that practical? I just had about a minute left. Practically, what should they do? Yeah, go to uh, defendtheborder.org, watch Death County and the River Broken Dreams, join our movement. If you can help financially, obviously, right. and uh, contact us, get involved, and we'll change your life for the better. That's for sure. Very good. Hey, Tom Trento, thank you. I'm a big fan of uh, Tom Holman. I've never met him, but I admire how he handles himself and how successful he's been. So uh, I appreciate very much that you're uh, highlighting him. So thank you, Tom Trento. And we will uh, put all up on social media links to all the key stuff here so you can see it and uh, make sure you go to defendtheborder.org. And we have to take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. There are 2.5 million fewer students enrolled in college today compared with more than a decade ago when college enrollment reached its peak of 18 million. This decline accelerated during the COVID-19 pandemic, but has continued even after the virus subsided. Young men are leading this decline, resulting in a growing and harmful gender gap in higher education. Called an enrollment cliff, in imitation of the more familiar term of a demographic cliff, many more people have become disillusioned with what college fails to achieve. According to an education specialist at the accounting firm Deloitte, there's a broad-based drop in belief or trust in higher education as an institution. Of course, you don't have to be an education specialist to see the rising cost of a college education. Tuition costs have increased many times more than inflation since 1970. Real wages have declined since then, and college education has diverged badly from what is needed in the marketplace. Downsizing of universities is long overdue, and those with bloated endowments should be helping us to pay off the skyrocketing student loan debt that they helped create. The largest debt burden is on black families, as liberal schools promoted diversity without regard for the enormous financial burdens that resulted from their liberal agenda. It is still true that college can increase lifetime earnings, but primarily in lucrative fields such as engineering and for students who graduate with at least a bachelor's degree. Meanwhile, millions have been burdened with debt without ever finishing their coursework or receiving a degree. About one-fourth of American adults have attended college at enormous expense without earning a bachelor's degree. And nearly one in six Americans over the age of 25 did not even earn an associate's degree. The colleges themselves should bear some responsibility and financial liability for taking students' borrowed money without giving them any real value in return. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges and schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we promise to keep you informed at phyllisschlafly.com. And let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. And uh, finishing up, I want to follow up on that interesting conversation with Tom Trento. You know, I have... um, I have uh, been educated over the last few years, and I know you have too, by uh, our friend Todd Benzman of the Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org, and his book, Overrun. Um, and, you know, we often, we often, here on the Pro-America Report, we often say, hey, why, I asked Benzman, why, why doesn't, isn't there more coverage? As I just said to Tom Trento, you have everything at the border. You've got, you know, sex trafficking. You've got women, men. You've got water, crocodiles, guns, barbed wire fence, hot, cold. No, no cold, but uh, all the drama. And yet it doesn't seem to catch on. 
it does not seem to catch on as an everyday thing that people say, I can't believe we're doing this to our country. It's extraordinary. Um, you know, you remember in, uh, in 2015 and 16, um, the, the issue was, um, of, of immigration was, um, was captured, was dominated, um, in the early days, uh, by the, uh, woman that was killed in, uh, San Francisco named Kate Steinley. You remember that, right? Kate Steinley was murdered by an illegal immigrant, an undocumented immigrant. They call him illegal alien. And the guy had already been, I think, deported once and came back. Right. So the issue, you didn't have to explain the issues like build the wall. Trump says build the wall. You didn't have to. I know what that sounds like. He said, remember Kate Steinley and you remembered the blonde haired, you know, attractive young woman killed. There's not that same imagery that is able to capture the imagination of people. And I think that's the problem. That's why I think Trento, Tom Trento is onto something because he's trying to make it more cinematic and more memorable. I, I, I you got to try something, right? You've got to try something because it's very difficult to make an argument about the number of people, number of, uh, of students in schools and the impact on your community. You, you don't, you know, nobody's going to say, oh, therefore seal the border. Even though the argument works, even though the argument makes sense, it doesn't have the same emotional impact because people just don't feel like that, right? They're not going to do that. And they're not going to react that way. I don't think. I mean, I, I, you know, same thing with there is there is plenty of crime. There's plenty of examples of crime by illegal aliens. And yet it doesn't seem to capture the imagination like Kate's Kate Steinley did. Or um, and so I think Tom Trento's idea is a good one. I think it's a good start. Let go ahead and uh, and see if you can capture. And Tom Holman, of course, is this kind of real cowboy looking, uh, I don't know if cowboy, law enforcement looking, stern guy, um, you know, and, and he's got a great image. And so they're doing this 10 part docuseries to try to capture the attempt, uh, capture the imagination. Might work. Might work. It's um, it's one of these things where, you know, you, you've got to try. You've got to try repeatedly. You've got to see if you can sort of smack the beehive, as we say, and see if something will come of it. And so I'm I'm for it. And I think um, I think books like Overrun by Todd Benzman and coverage like we've seen out of uh, Just the News and others is effective. But maybe it's only effective in in the silo we're in. Maybe it's only effective for the people that are already open to the story, open to the issue, and therefore are able to uh, take it in. Um, so watch for that. I think that's going to be into uh, a, a, a big, going to be an interesting time. Now, I haven't commented on it, and I'm going to now briefly. Um, it is unbelievable what's happened in Maui, in Hawaii. And when I say it's unbelievable, I have a hard time. I have a hard time uh, understanding. I have a hard time understanding exactly what's gone on. And we're sort of in a the fog of war, as people call it. There's just so much fog of war about what's happening there and what it means. I just don't know what to make of it. I mean, we have more than a hundred people have died now, but we're being warned that it could be hundreds more. And the, the images is, are just, the images are just jarring. They're like out of a, they really are out of a movie. 
cars burned out and you know block after block burned out and away and gone and the story so it's very odd that there's not more known about it it's very strange there's something strange going on i don't know what it is yet but i think we're going to find out more and it's it's kind of um it's not just kind of it's very very disturbing that's the word it's disturbing now i've been to hawaii but only honolulu I don't think I've ever been to Maui. I, I was there when I was a kid. I was in Honolulu when I was in my 20s, early 20s on the way home from Indonesia. Uh, we stopped there for a few days. So I don't, um, I don't have any real ref- point of reference on Maui. Uh, but people that do that go there and have a sense, they, they can't believe what they're seeing and they can't believe what they're not hearing. And so you have to wonder what, uh, is going to come out of that and how we're going to know whatever the truth is. Uh, I just don't know. I'm not even sure what the story will be. So it's terrible, terrible stuff. And as I saw, one of our church uh, groups put the word out for prayer requests uh, and uh, making sure that people are praying. If you want to join us, we do a prayer uh, call with uh, all different people across the country on uh, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central Time. It's got Phyllis Schlafly Eagles Prayer for America call. Uh, you're welcome to join us. If you go to uh, ProAmericaReport.com and click through to the website there, you'll see uh, where to sign up. So <clears throat> pardon me. We'll be praying for Maui and for all those people there. All right. Thank you, as always, to the great Noah Dingley, our producer, also our uh, associate producers, Ryan Height and Mason Mohan in St. Louis for their efforts, especially to get good guests. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Please pass this on to others, forward it to others, and have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you tomorrow. is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.